Deuteronomy 9, we're going to continue with the great speech of Moses. Hear Israel, you are about to pass over the Jordan today to go into dispossessed nations greater and mightier than yourself, cities great and fortified up to the sky, a people great and tall, the sons of the Anakim, whom you know and of whom you have heard say, who can stand before the sons of Anak? Know therefore today that Yahweh your God is he who goes over before you as a devouring fire. He will destroy them and he will bring them down before you, so you shall drive them out and make them perish quickly as Yahweh has spoken to you. Don't say in your heart, after Yahweh your God has thrust them out from before you, for my righteousness Yahweh has brought me in to dispossess this land, because Yahweh drives them out before you because of the wickedness of these nations, not for your righteousness or for the uprightness of your heart do you go in to possess the land, but for the wickedness of these nations Yahweh your God does drive them out from before you, that he may establish the word which Yahweh swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Know therefore that Yahweh your God does not give you this good land to possess for your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. Remember and don't forget how you provoked Yahweh your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day that you left the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against Yahweh. Also in Horeb you provoked Yahweh to wrath, and Yahweh was angry with you to destroy you. When I had gone up onto the mountain to receive the stone tablets, even the tablets of the covenant which Yahweh made with you, then I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. Yahweh delivered to me the two stone tablets written with God's finger. On them were all the words which Yahweh spoke with you on the mountain out of the middle of the fire in the day of the assembly. It came to pass at the end of forty days and forty nights that Yahweh gave me the two stone tablets, even the tablets of the covenant. Yahweh said to me, Arise, get down quickly from here, for the people whom you have brought out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned away from the way which I commanded them. They have made a molten image for themselves. Furthermore, Yahweh spoke to me, saying, I have seen these people, and behold, they are a stiff-necked people. Leave me alone that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under the sky, and I will make of you a nation mightier and greater than they. So I turned and came down from the mountain, and the mountain was burning with fire. The two tablets of the covenant were in my two hands. I looked, and behold, you had sinned against Yahweh your God. You had made yourselves a molded calf. You had quickly turned away from the way which Yahweh had commanded you. I took hold of the two tablets and I threw them out of my two hands and I broke them before your eyes. I fell down before Yahweh as at the first, forty days and forty nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all your sin, which you sinned in doing that which was evil in Yahweh's sight to provoke him to anger. I was afraid of the anger and hot displeasure with which Yahweh was angry against you to destroy you. But Yahweh listened to me that time. Yahweh was angry enough with Aaron to destroy him. I prayed for Aaron also at the same time. I took your sin, the calf which you made, and I burned it with fire, and I crushed it, grinding it very small until it was fine as dust. I threw its dust into the brook that descended out of the mountain. 
at Tabera, at Misar, and at Kibroth Hatava, you provoked Yahweh to wrath. When Yahweh sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, you rebelled against the commandment of Yahweh your God, and you did not believe him or listen to his voice. You have been rebellious against Yahweh from the day that I knew you. So I fell down before Yahweh those forty days and forty nights, because Yahweh said he would destroy you. I prayed to Yahweh and said, Lord, don't destroy your people and your inheritance that you have redeemed through your greatness, that you have brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't look at the stubbornness of this people, nor at their wickedness, nor at their sin, lest the land you brought us out from say, because Yahweh was not able to bring them into the land which he promised to them, and because he hated them, he has brought them out to kill them in the wilderness. Yet they are your people and your inheritance, which you brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm. It's a very personal speech. You know, like Moses is, is saying, <laughs> you did this and you did this. You can imagine the speech. You know, you're there. Moses is standing there. They're about to go into the promised land, but he's speaking to this huge big crowd of people and he's basically saying, you're, you're an unrighteous lot. You're not going into this land because you're any good. The Lord's giving you this land because he's fulfilling his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you lot don't deserve it. And he's telling them all just the honest facts. And he's saying to them, the nations that win this land before you are so totally corrupted, the Lord's removing them and giving you the land to fulfill his promise, but you don't deserve it. And in this chapter, he gives them a list of some of the things they did wrong, which we've covered in previous videos. And so Moses was, was basically, it's all very personal. He's saying, you did this and you did this. Now, of course, you've got to, we realize that the people he was speaking to were not the people who did most of those things. Because, remember, that generation died in the wilderness and this is their children. But the way that the speech is, it's, it's talking about the you as the whole group. And so it was them that did it. I mean, you imagine, you know, you're a part of a church and the church has a troubled history and it goes through things like church splits and it participates in, say, the wrong attitudes towards racism. Or, you know, churches have done all sorts of crazy things. Well, it doesn't matter who's in the church now. You might not be the people who've done those things but it's still you, it's your church. So you representing those other people that did it have to repent and fix the issue up. And you know, it's like, a, it's like banks, you know, they've done wrong things to customers. Well, the manager of the bank may not have been the one that did that, but he has to fix the problem on behalf of other, of other people. So Moses is laying the blame on the entire group. You don't deserve this land of promise uh, because you did A, B, C, D, and E. You're a stiff-necked rebellious lot and truthfully, that's all human beings. It's you who I'm speaking to, it's me. We're all stiff-necked and rebellious. We all think we follow God, but we don't really do it properly. It's amazing that God is so patient with us all, but he is. And so this reminds us that the Old Testament is so full of grace. We forget, you know, like we think that the new covenant is a covenant of grace and the old covenant is a covenant of law. No, it's all grace. <laughs> the law is, we need the law today too. They definitely needed the law then, but it's all grace. You can't say 
that the grace of God was just not oozing everywhere, all through these Old Testament books. Like, you know, the Lord having mercy, calling Abraham out of a land of idolatry. That's grace. Look at the way Isaac and Jacob behave. We covered it in Genesis, but the Lord's so patient and faithful to them. It's grace. You know, the children of Israel crying out in slavery. The Lord came, sent a rescuer. It's grace. And here, Lord, he's giving them the promised land. They don't deserve it. It's, it's just grace everywhere. It's the same for you. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. We might have been walking with the Lord for 50 years. We still don't deserve all his goodness. It's grace from beginning to end. The whole Bible is like that. But the law has an important part to play in it as well. Even in the New Testament, the law is needed. We can't, we can't really receive the grace unless we have the law as well. What do you say after reading a chapter like this? You just think to yourself, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for you brought us into a land. And Lord, we, didn't, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve our salvation. We don't deserve the Holy Spirit. We don't deserve the fellowship of the saints, the church, the word of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we don't deserve anything. Lord, I thank you that even though we're stiff-necked and rebellious and hard-hearted and slow to change and, and slow to acknowledge you, even though with all these things, Lord, you love us. Thank you for it. And I pray now, Lord, you'd open our eyes and our hearts to see more of you. Lord, bring us into deeper things of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.